Uh, totally. We always open and honest, but this is, let me just be up front. I'm not looking forward to this conversation. I'd rather not do this. Yeah, I'd rather not do this. There are a lot of other things to talk about in the world. There's a lot more, uh, more sunny topics that we could be discussing that many other people are discussing right now at this very moment. There's a lot more going on that we could talk about, but... I mean, really, what kind of show would we have if we didn't discuss the topics of the day, no matter how controversial they are? I mean, that's the whole point of having the Timberlake show. And if we are really lucky, Johnson, if we are truly fortunate, we will have listened to some other people's opinions. We will have at least known what we disagree with. See, my problem with a lot of people is they get so turned off and so defensive. They don't even understand what they disagree with. We got a lot of controlled robots. I'm triggered. That's all they know. Hey, they said I'm supposed to be triggered. If I'm not triggered by this, I'm a bad person. But why? Why are you triggered? Why are you upset? You should be, if you're upset about something, you should be able to articulate that. Shouldn't just be upset. And the reason shouldn't be because I'm mad. That ain't a reason. So the beauty of this show tonight will be, and hopefully every night, most nights, is we will address those issues, point out the elephant in the room, and have those conversations that are important. And we're going we're gonna to do that tonight with the Roe vs. Wade decision. The overturning of Roe vs. Wade is a monumental moment in America. So there are people that, whenever we had conversations about anything, it's like not, not exactly what they want to hear. They go, it's still relevant. This is not about, we don't care. This is not, no, are you a human being? Are you a human being? Living in America, this affects you. Okay, are you a human being that is able to make, create other human beings? This will affect you. Do you have siblings that are able to create other human beings? Do you have women, females in your family, in your life, in your world that you love, care about, respect, want the best for, or anything in that vicinity, even if you're upset right now about them because they wrecked your car or owe you money, whatever those things are, this affects you. So please, Miss me with the whole, what this got to do with this? A meteor is coming for the world. A meteor is coming for the country. It's coming for the world. It's going to hit the planet. It's going to destroy Earth. What do they got to do with me? That's how people sound to me. I still need to get my money. <laughs> the world will be over in two hours. I want my money anyway. I want to die holding my money. 
talk to me about that, Tim Black. So this is a show, Johnson. And look, I'm. I'll, let me give you some broad strokes. What was it, a month ago? There was a so-called leaked document that already forecasted this. That the Supreme Court was going to make a ruling in the case that would upturn the precedent set 50 years ago with the Roe vs. Wade case. Which basically stipulated, in most cases, a woman was free to make her own choices about if she would have, if she would give birth or not. What happened today has given that, relinquished that from the federal or Supreme Court and said it's up to states. The states will make a decision. It's up to your state legislature. It's up to your state courts. It ain't up to us. States' rights. That's some scary shit, Johnson. States' rights. That never really worked out too well for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe it did. Unless you did, did. South Carolina, North Carolina, West Virginia, Alabama, Louisiana, Kentucky, Montana, Oklahoma. We can just keep going on and on. How many people black? Be anything else, you okay? Yeah, I was wondering something, guys. I was wondering where were the. Uh, I'm I'm still waiting to see the for sale signs of the Irish. Every time I turn on my fucking Twitter, yo, I guess somebody who just discovered that black people were slaves and they're posting like pictures of black people being auctioned. I never see the Irish auction post. Never see it, Stephen Molyneux. Stefan Molyneux. I never see this. I never see that circulating on my Twitter. Ah, I'm sorry. One calamity at a time. Roe versus Wade was overturned today. I, I'm sure during the course of tonight, we'll have a lot of opportunities to get into a lot more stuff surrounding this, the implications of it, because let's just keep it a buck, Johnson. One of, the main, one of the main points about this that has a lot of black people upset is that, hey, regardless of what you feel about Roe versus Wade, if they could overturn this, Come on, Dad. Tell me you didn't think about it. Come on, Dad. Tell me you didn't think about it. Black people put a one in the put a one in the chat. Put a one in the chat. Yeah, you don't even gotta be black to say you thought about it. Cause you can think, regardless of what you are. Did you think it's possible? Cause I'll be honest with you, I never thought I would see this. I never thought I would see America say, "Oh, we're gonna take the states. We're gonna go back to states' rights on." A woman's right to choose if she has a baby. I never thought that would happen. So the fact that it has happened has me questioning what are some other things America could change its mind about? Maybe this whole experiment about having freed slaves, at least for those that are not incarcerated, maybe they're tired of this. Maybe they're ready to go back to states right on this too. I mean...
the will of the people and all. I mean, this is making a buck, Johnson. Nobody really cares what we think. Did anybody meet you at the house? Did your sweepstakes, your Rover Wade sweepstakes come in the mail? Somebody show up with a questionnaire for you about what you thought about this? It's an online poll I missed. No. No one cares. But for some reason, it's demonetized. Whatever we think. See, what we think, they don't want it to be something that uh, gets monetized. They don't want to run an ad on this. And I'm sure MSNBC and CNN and all the other news networks didn't make a buck today. Because I'm sure this is all they talked about. But for small-time creators like us, we're off limits. Because we're talking about what they're talking about. That's how this works. But at the end of the day, they don't care what we say. We have no voice. We don't elect Supreme Court justices. And the ones that are there, we can't make parties, make their asses retire, so that shit like this doesn't happen. So don't cry to me. Don't, don't cry to me about the... Yeah, I mean, you know, like... If you only that Hillary, shut up. I don't want to hear this. If only Hillary wasn't Hillary. How about that? Go one step before that. She never met Bill, and you never knew who she was. Then maybe you would have won that election. No Trump. There you go. See how that works? Just go one step beyond that thinking. Then you don't have to blame Susan Sarandon and Nina Turner, progressives, black people that said, I hate both of these people. You don't have to do that. You could just say, ah. Oh. Go one step before. So today is a monumental day, Johnson. It's a monumental day. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of conversation. This is the show to have it on right here. And let's say it. Let's say it, Johnson. Let's say it all. Let's say it. What do you think about this? Roe versus Wade. What I don't like, Johnson, is too many people start getting into their own personal feelings. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't not to care about it, but I am saying this is not about your personal religious beliefs. You are not everyone. You just that. You are you. And that's great. And that's the thing about this whole thing. At any time, you can decide that you will never, ever have an abortion. Uh-oh, I said it. Hope you don't get cut off. You can, be, you can make that decision that you will never do this, that you are pro-life, and that whatever happens, you're going to continue to create life. You're going to do these things. And you're dead against it, and you won't, you won't date someone or marry someone or have children that make their own choices or anything. Not in my house, right? And you can come to those conclusions all you want, as unreasonable and stupid and pig-headed as they are to try to control other people's lives. You can try. 
You can control your life, which is all other people are asking to be able to do. That's what kills me about it. Like, when I think about the logic behind it all, even if you are a Christian fundamentalist and you say people that do this are going to hell, you don't go with them. They go. If you're right, they go. You know what's very fitting about this? Last night. Last night. I want to I do this. This is crazy. Folks. You know, that's why I just have faith that every show is going to work out. I have faith that it's going to work out. I don't want to do this show. But I always have faith that if I come out and be myself, the things will go great. You know what I'm saying? Shit will just work out. For instance... So last night, because I'm crazy, right? Mrs. Black was asleep. And um, actually, uh, she was she worked, had a long day at work. And I was up watching a movie called The Mist. Now, this movie called The Mist back in 2007 is a psychological science fiction thriller. <laughs> That's a crazy movie, Johnson. I loved it. First of all, half of The Walking Dead is in it. You know, the guy with the camper, the lady that was with Michonne, who gets killed, but goes out like a soldier. And then somebody else. Somebody else. It's somebody else. Oh, the cool curl. Curl's in it, too. So I'm watching The Mist. And the thing about The Mist, I don't want to give too much away because I want you to watch it. Because it's a fantastic movie. It does not end the way people want it to end. That's why a lot of people don't know about the movie The Mist. But one thing about The Mist that's very interesting is there is a Christian fundamentalist woman. Yeah, riling up people, causing all this drama and mayhem. Then she causes a murder. Yeah. And there was only one way to deal with her. This Christian fundamentalist lady who lost her ish <laughs> at the what looked like the end of the world. I don't want to give it away, but that reminds me about where we are now. And we start having these conversations about Roe versus Wade. And how other people want to control other people's free will. That's what I think, Johnson. So, I'll tell you, Johnson, I'm going to open up phone lines real soon. But I do want this. I want to say this. There have been people on this show who have impacted how I looked at this, this issue of pro-life, pro-choice. And someone said something. It's like we had a caller. Actually, it was right here on a Freedom Friday show, I think. Or maybe it was a Truth Tuesday show. True Tuesday. We're having a conversation about something, and somehow it got to this. Maybe it was when that document first was released that forecasted what inevitably happened, which was the overturning of Roe versus Wade decision, shattering a precedent that has existed for well over 50 years. And some thought we had passed this and it would never come up again. 
So we're discussing on this channel. And uh, someone called in and they were telling how someone was arguing for pro-life. Someone was arguing pro-life stance and how, come on, Tim, you know, you're a granddad like me and we both new granddads or whatever and we got to do this and do that and do the other thing and you know you know we we love our you know we want to take care of our grandbabies you know we're going to step up we're going to do this we're going to do that and the other thing you know and uh and you got your daughter you said your daughter and you're helping your daughter and blah 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 and the thing about it was this somebody said this in the comment section i don't know who it is but if you are here shout yourself out she said, you know, that's all fine and good, but you know what? Not every woman has a dad like Tim Black. Wow. <clears throat> now that hit me, Johnson. Now, and it hit me not because I'm this self-absorbed jackass that wants to be complimented by how great a dad I am. That's not it, man. What hit me was. We often don't think about our own situations as being special or privileged or better than anyone else's in a better condition or a better situation. We routinely don't have that type of a, you know, self-assessment. My daughter has her struggles, her situations, her trials, as I'm sure all of you young ladies do as well. And while you're going through those trials and tribulations, struggles, obstacles, learning experiences, life, very rarely when you stop and go, gee, I really lucked out. I got it good. I mean, we do sometimes, but it's after when we get some shit. You know, we don't just do it like Regularly, like just what I'm saying is if you're able to make decisions, certain decisions or certain decisions you don't have to make or whatever, sometimes that's predicated on the type of life situation that you have or don't have. When a wolf is at your door, your options look different. Yeah, when a wolf is at your door, looks like we either need to fly, develop some very keen fighting skills. Like, there are things that cross your mind about what your options are. Where there is no wolves around and you have a perfectly good posse to get rid of the wolves, and everything's peaceful and nice, and folks are playing Beyonce records, you can hear them in the streets. Kids are curling around Christmas. The temperature in your home is a comfortable 72. You know, when things are well, when there's, there's steaks in the freezer or seared Brussels sprouts, whatever your thing is, hummus. You know, you ain't worried about shit. You're not going, oh my God, what am I going to do? I got to make some choices. Oh shit, I got to do this, I got to do that. You know, you're not doing that. So when I, the other thing, like besides... I'm not understanding why people want to make decisions for other people. They don't understand the situations that other people are in. 
may be different than their situations. And even if you had a bad situation or whatever your situation was, and you had to make some type of decision, that's your decision. Because it's so it always, for me, goes back to your decision. Your decision. You got to live with that decision. I got to live with my decisions. We all have to live with our decisions. And being as a human being who has not made always great decisions, who tries to make best decisions possible given the information at hand, it's tough. But condemning other people based on their decisions, whatever they may be, is that a good decision? We're going to have some fun tonight, Johnson. Oh, we're going to have some fun tonight. I already know it. I know the phone lines are heating up. Maybe. And if we do not have fun tonight, because people do not phone in, do not expect this to be a long show, because I will not sit up here and pontificate about women's reproductive rights. I just won't do it, Johnson. The gig does not call for that. And that ain't the gig, Johnson. So it's not my job to sit up here and pontificate about what women should do with their bodies. And anybody sitting up here pontificating on their little YouTube channel or their little podcast or whatever the F it is, telling women or discussing women's moral whatever, they... They can go to hell. That's just my opinion. But I guess if you can have opinions about women and their reproductive rights and you're not a woman, I guess I can have opinions about your show or podcast and I'm not you. So there that goes. And once again, you know, it's the difference between having an opinion and being a person who has a platform who thinks you should speak to certain shit. So the phone lines are open, Johnson. 319-527-6212 is the number you dial in to. Roe versus Wade. And please, this is what the topic is tonight. Don't call up reading your, reading your poetry or some other shit. Or don't, don't hit me with the, hey, I don't know what the show's about. I just called in to say anything. Not tonight. Not tonight. I mean, you can do that, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to send your call to my friend, DT. Dial tone. <laughs> yeah, he want to holler at y'all. So, see what we got over here. Wow, the mic is hot, Johnson. What the mic got there? The mic is, the mic is, the mic is hot, Johnson. Goodness gracious. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, I had no idea the mic was this damn hot. Is the mic that hot? Whoa, it's not hot on here, but it's hot on there. All right, hope it's not too hope it's not too hot, Johnson. Jesus Christ, you guys okay? Hope that's usable. All that, all that audio. All right, uh, going here to my Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. 
What's on your hearts? Courtney, SLP, thank you so much. I want to thank my moderators off the break for what you do. Thank you for being here tonight. I saw David Melfort. I saw Context Matters. Courtney, SLP, in the house, holding it down. Thank you so much. Uli's in the house. What's up, Uli? Good to see you, Uli. We got more. Look, we got our moderators in check. We also have the Tim Black Wolfpack DJ Leader in the house. Thank you, DJ Leader. Tony D is in the house. Susan Gould is in the house. B-I-V-N. VIP is in the house. What's up, Ben? Ben. S. Daly. Yeah. Katrina Watts is here. Thank you for showing up, Katrina. Tim Black's Wolfpack in the house. Okay, guys. This is it. Chad. What's up, Chad? Chad. So now what we'll do. We got a couple calls in queue. A couple people that want to talk. This is good. Don't leave this all on your brother Tim Black. This is too heavy a topic. Um, I'm just a man. Just a bald man. Beautiful bald black man. But but just a man nonetheless. <laughs> Now, I believe this one, I want the ladies to kind of chime in on this. And fellas, fellas can have opinions too, of course. But once again, I don't want to pontificate as a host for two hours about what I think. You know what I'm saying? For you to call in and state your opinions about this, that's one thing. But for a host to go on and on and on and on about women's body parts, nah, that feels like creepy shit. Did anybody do that today? Like, I have not been watching other content creators. No, I, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Who cares? All right. Shame on those guys. Like, check the room, man. Damn. See which way the wind blowing, Johnson. All right. So, uh, earpiece. Check. Earpiece Central. First call I'm going to go to is a 2 for number. Hold on one second, Joss. Okay, Joss. One second. Okay. I'm sorry. Two for all three. Three, 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 three. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it going, Johnson. Let's get this number cranked up. Two for all, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hi, Tim. It's Stephanie. Um, well, um, really enraged um i'm enraged today not that i'm surprised because we knew this was coming but there's a whole flood of emotion a whole lot of outpourings and expressions happening and um i'm just seeing my so-called friends like most of them who are like quote-unquote normal democrats ranting online saying this is all the fault of the people who didn't support hillary 
and just using this to drag up that old thing again. And this is exactly what the Democratic Party wants. And quite frankly, um, I didn't see Nancy Pelosi go out and like read a poem or whatever she did. The same kind of thing is, you know, when she was out there with the Kenty cloth and she's talking about stuff with her $20, $20 a pint ice cream and all that stuff. So she's out there apparently reading a poem and then talking about upcoming elections and they're going to use this to raise all kinds of money. I actually think they're happy about this. They didn't really do anything to try to stop this. I mean, when you think about it, Going back to Obama, he could have made a recess appointment and Merrick Garland tried to push that through. He did not. Still to this day, Joe could expand the court if he was just willing to bring Joe Manchin into his office and pull a Lyndon Johnson on him and say, you know, your daughter would look really good behind the bars of a cell. You know, you're going to play ball with me. But he doesn't do that. They don't freaking care. I am enraged at the Democratic Party, but what's really also got me sadness following from that is this is all alienating me more and more from a lot of my friends who are just spouting exactly, it's like they've got an, a, a brain worm that's been planted into them by the DNC, and they're spouting exactly what they're supposed to be spouting right now. And you just got to go around and vote Democrat, Democrat, blah, blah, blah. Look, this is not going to stop them from losing their control in the midterms. You know, even if this stems a couple of races, anger over this, it's not going to do anything in the midterms. And they're just using it. They're just using it. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm in a rage and I feel like really isolated, quite frankly, because no one else who thinks, you know, who's on the left side of things is angry at the Democrats right now. And I'm really angry at the Democrats right now. Give it up for Stephanie, y'all. Give it up for Stephanie. That's what I'm talking about. And, and Stephanie, you said that you are alone, but you are not you said you feel isolated. You are not isolated, sister. I can guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people to call in who echo what you're saying right now. In fact, um, I don't know how big our crowd will be tonight. I got a feeling it's going to be substantial. I would just tell you that a lot of people are going to hear your voice. They're going to resonate with what you said, and they are listening. Okay, so, so give it up for Stephanie one more time. I appreciate you starting it off. I appreciate you starting it off. And 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 I, I want to get I don't want to get on the soapbox too much, but I do have to say, Stephanie's one hundred percent right about this. When we talk about the Democratic Party using this moment, I, I, I tell people as as frustrating as it is, women, I know you're frustrated, right? That as Stephanie pointed out, there are some people that are using this to hammer you and other progressives or anybody else who may not be lock and stock. Lock, stock, and barrel behind the Democratic Party as if this is your problem. This sounds a lot like, a lot like the blame game, right? A lot of finger pointing by Democrats. Here's the thing, Johnson. I know exactly what that's like. I'm not a woman, but I'm going to tell you, man, whenever I criticize Democrats, there's always some numbskull, particularly there'll be numbskull black uh, folks who are brainwashed as well who call me a coon for not supporting Democrats. For not supporting Democratic talking points, as if the Democratic Party is black. The Democratic Party is a white party, just like the Republican Party is a white party. And both parties have racist tendencies. But for some reason, the same way, and, and look, I'm not trying to switch this to a racial conversation. What I'm saying is that our, our country is really adept at this false equivalency bullshit as controlling the narrative. 
The Democrats are really good at this. Really excellent at this. If you don't support the Democrats with things the Democrats don't even want to get done, don't get done, it's your fault. It's never their fault. You do the same thing when it comes to race. And that's what I'm saying. I can't relate. I'm not a woman. I don't, I've never, I, I, I participated. I was in a room when the kids were made. I had something to do with it. But my, but Mrs. Black carried those babies. But I'll tell you this, I've been black a long time. And I know whenever I disagree, disagree with, with Democrats, I get the same treatment. Whatever doesn't go right, I'm the reason why black people are catching hell in America because I didn't do something for Democrats. I'm going to go to the next, go to my next caller and get them involved. I appreciate you. Allah, let's go to 312. You are live, 312. What's your name? What's your... Hey. 312. Hello, Tim. Hey. It's Tony D. Hey, Tony, what's, hey, on your... what's on your mind, Tony? So, it's a really sad day today. Um, so, when I was in college, I learned about what life was like for women before Roe v. Wade was legalized. And women had to either go get back out of the abortions or try to perform known abortions using coat hanger, which almost always resulted in death. And that is why I say the people who say they're pro-life are the biggest hypocrites in the world. Because if you were actually pro-life, you would do everything you could to make sure women didn't have to go to the three measures to get abortion. And you would also want to make it easier for women to get birth control. But the people that are anti-abortion are also anti-birth control, and they don't want to make easier women to get the medical care that they need. So we need to reframe the, the phrases we use in this discussion. These people are not pro-life, they're anti-woman, they're anti-abortion, they're anti-bioeconomy. And really, the pro-choice crowd should just be called pro-bodily economy. And also, if this is made illegal again, either you have women who end up dead or you have women who get raped and then take an abortion, and then they have to have their rapist baby. Could you imagine the trauma inflicted upon someone like that? Or even just someone who gets pregnant and then they have a baby that they that they can't really afford to, to take care of or they really want. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a lot more a society of more unhappy people in it. And this is why having abortion as, as, a legal, as a legal procedure makes for a better society. And so that, that, that's all I want to say, Tim, is that these people are not pro-life. They're going to make people's lives worse in the long run. And I don't know the solution to this because the Supreme Court is just an undemocratic entity. We can't really vote them out. I mean, Democrats could vote them out, but they won't because they're feckless. And well, you know what, Tony? Yeah, Tony. I want to Tony. I want to ask you a question. You don't have to be on the spot on this. You could say, "Hey, I haven't had a chance to think about it." I think about it, I'll call back, but I want to put this out there. I, don't, I want to do it while you're on the phone because you said that the the folks who support this are not pro-life. Don't you think some of those people would disagree with you? What, don't you think some of them think that they are pro-life 
And that's why they feel the way they feel. Well, if they're pro-life, then I think they would help. I think that they would help women who are here right now and try to make their lives better. And it also wouldn't be pro-war. Okay. Okay. It's just, it's just, uh, give it up for Tony, guys. I appreciate the phone call. It's just often I hear people say that. And, um, like, people don't have a right to do, sh I mean, how can I say this, guys? Part of my problem with it, Tony, and, uh, and, and give it up for Tony one more time, guys. Thank you, Tony. What I'm trying to do, Johnson, I'm trying to move the conversation. I'm trying to elevate the conversation because I hear this so often, right? People start going after, we don't control. Like, you guys want to support babies that aren't born, but you won't support this other thing. I want to be very clear. There are people who believe, who are not, who are pro-life, who do support those things, right? And there are people that are pro-life that do support ending wars, that they see this as separate issues. And even if they didn't, like, who doesn't support ending wars? I don't know anybody that's not, you know, on speed or something else that's going, let's go to war. Yeah, I love war. Like, no one does that. These parties, I'm telling you guys, these parties pit us against one another. They set us up for this, okay? I'm telling you, I've been looking at things totally different, and I'm starting to realize that the people that believe a certain thing, in this case, pro-life, the news, the digesting of information that they, that they receive is totally different than what you and I receive. And by the time they hear us talk, their brains are so full of their own ideology, they can't even hear what we're saying. It sounds so foreign to them. It sounds, you sound like a killer, Tony. You sound like a killer. And I know that you're a pacifist. I know that about you. But they would say you are a killer because you're the one that wants to allow women to end the life of unborn babies. Get what I'm saying? So... I'm telling you, it's the propaganda. I'm going to go to the next call. I appreciate Tony for calling up, having the heart to bring this conversation up for us. We're going to keep it going, Johnson. I appreciate you. Let's get somebody else in here. Let's try to go in order a little bit better here on this. I got you guys. So, 562, you're live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hey, what's up, Jim Black? This is uh, Marvin from California. Uh, I'm going to hopefully be real quick. Uh, I um, don't have like an opinion, bro. I, you and I are same age. I'm hoping to have the, where you at to have the, some grandkids. And I got two girls. These girls I got are the third and fourth in line of what we should have had when I was married. Uh, the first two were lost in uh, pregnancy. So it's like a it's a it's a it's a crazy different thought for me because of the implication on how the the how it's going to be left up to states when it comes to like stillbirths and um bro 
if, I mean, if this was, if this was, if this was in effect, when at the time when the first two, and when either of them had gotten lost, bro, I'd have been in jail because I, if 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 they would have tried to bring some charges against my wife, against you know what I'm saying, so her, you know, that's some supposition stuff because I mean it wasn't there, but this this is some. This is a ruling that opens up a, a a big Pandora's box. I got two girls now, and they're and they're at the age that they're sexually active too. And so it's like um, uh, I'm I'm their daddy, and I'm always going to be their daddy to the day I leave this earth. And if they have a you know uh, air quote accident, or if they have uh, a child, a pregnancy, you know that's planned. Whatever, I'm gonna be there. You know, uh, obviously the, the unplanned part, you know, it's like, a uh, man, I wasn't trying to be a granddaddy that is, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, uh, but, at the, but at the same time too, uh, both when, 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 you know, both the, myself and, uh, they mama is, is, you know, we, we tell them, yeah. <laughs> So um, the choices that you make is your choices. You know what I'm saying? We're always going to be behind you. The, you know, that little thing is what I said earlier is, was, the, was the, the point I was trying to get at about just uh, all kind of, you know, science stuff that, that, that could go on, go go along with, you know, some ruling like this. Number two, and, I'm, and then I'm going to go, um, <laughs> uh, uh, this is still about the ruling. But it's it's about a tweet I saw earlier about a uh, person of uh, if, if if people hadn't uh, seen uh, I mean I know not everybody's on Twitter and I know MSM don't repeat don't don't show everything but there's been news that uh, Clarence Thomas uh, had made some uh, comments about going after other stuff in the light of this, after the aftermath of this and so a person made a comment about. I'm gonna read this tweet just verbatim. It says, "Doesn't the nigger and the and nigger is capitalized all realize his rights are next?" And it's like you know, um, um, of the mindset that Clarence Thomas is shit, but black people don't even have an anti-hate crime bill. If that type of comment was directed towards a person of AA. P.I. that could be construed and run as a hate crime. And after all of this time, after what we've seen, Charleston, Buffalo, and all the other little George, uh, 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 George Bird, back in what, what, uh, 80 something, 80, the dude who got dragged behind his truck in Texas, after all of this shit, after all of these years, we can't get an anti-hate crime deal, right? It's like, I'm sorry to turn it into that, but, and I'm going to leave it at that. But, you know what I'm saying? Like like, like, like people say we can't uh, 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 walk and chew over building at the same time. Well, there's multiple shit that's going on at the same time, too. You know, black people are unprotected and under the law. And you need shit like, you know, where if I was to say that same type of comment, doesn't the nigger realize his rights, but it's directed at an Asian person. I can be charged, but a person could just say that uh, blatantly. Come on. 
That's I'm gonna end it at that. Peace. Peace Wolf Pack, peace Timber. Hey, uh, I'm sorry before I go. I hope uh, your baby is 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 over the COVID and uh um I, I understand it it was probably some 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 difficult times through that time, but hope everybody made it through all right and hope you, Miss Black, and the fam as well. Peace Wolf Pack. My brother, my brother, give it up for my man Marvin and Callie, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Marvin. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, bro. It's tough, man. It's tough. And I, I appreciate you bringing up that tweet. What a horrible motherfucking tweet. What a horrible tweet. What a racist asshole. You know, we need a black watchdog organization. We need an anti-black league. You know, so we could go after these people making these types of comments. Um, it is, it is interesting. It really is. I did not hear this about stillbirths. I did hear where there was already some woman who was being charged for having an abortion. I don't remember what state. It's already begun, Johnson, so this is a serious business. 319-527-6212. Marvin, my caller, I appreciate it. We're going to go to the next caller, Johnson. Let's keep it going. 920, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? Nine two zero. Hello. We are live, right? Nine two zero. Okay. Okay, we're scrolling. I'm gonna go to the next call. Let's see what else we got. Hello. Oh, there you go. Nine two zero. You're live. Oh, thank you. Um, yes, well, uh, Tim, um, it is always wonderful to um, hear your show and to um, listen to all the callers. Uh, there was a first caller, I believe her name was Stephanie, and I have to say that she made just some beautiful points about the Democratic Party, and I just couldn't agree more. Um, you know, when it comes to the um, overruling of Roe v. Wade, I take an intersectional approach to this um, ruling. I look at it from the lens of a female and a black female. And, um, and I have to say that the Democratic Party will just not receive my vote um, um, in November 22 because they have just not done anything for the black community and they and the Democratic Party operates in bad faith. Um, when we vote for them, when the black community comes out to vote for them, they do not keep their promises. If you recall, um, during the Georgia special elections, they told um, the Georgia people, you give us these two Democratic seats, and we will pass legislation. Well, um, the people of Georgia, you know what? They upheld their end of the bargain. They elected Warnock and Ossoff. And what did we get out of it? Nothing. They could not pass voting rights. They could not pass um, the George Floyd bill. They, I mean, they just could not do a bunch of stuff. 
And so um, in order for me to pull the lever for them in, in November, they're going to have to do something. When, you know, when you buy a house, you put down good faith money, and that's to let the seller know that you are truly honest and sincere about the contract. Well, the Democrats, between now and the election, they're going to have to put a good faith legislation on the table to let people know that, yes, they are truly going to follow through. Now, I, um, I just have one other thing to say. The party has just been negligent. I mean, um, they should be charged with political malfeasance. They had the opportunity to take out two white female senators, and I am focusing on race because the Democratic Party, and I don't know why it is, they do not want to aggressively campaign against white female Republicans. They could have won that seat by Susan Collins in Maine if they had vetted a good candidate and if they had um, poured some money into that campaign, they could have given Joni Ernst of Iowa, that senator, they could have given her a really good run for her money and won that seat. But the Democratic Party, they're just lazy. They're just fucking lazy. Excuse my French. And I am just sick of it. So they're not getting my vote until they really get serious. Because I tell you what, here's what's going to happen. They're going to get a lot of people to go out and vote for them. They get, um, they get elected, and then there will be another rotating villain. Instead of Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema, it's going to be some other Democrat who's going to throw a monkey wrench in, um, you know, in the problem. So then, um, I, I just had it. I, I just had it. Um, there was an opportunity for them to codify Roe v. Wade. Obama could have done it. Um, and um, I was listening to one of the other YouTube um, hosts, and he um, put up a video of Obama when he campaigned in 2007. Obama said that he would sign legislation. The first piece of legislation he would sign would be the... Um, the um, Reproductive Freedom Act or what um, proposal. And then after he was elected in 2009, he said abortion was not his legislative um, priority. Um, so the Democrats, they're playing games and um, they're not playing games with my vote anymore. They're going to have to show me something before I go out and vote for them again. Well, Tim, thank you so much, and um, I appreciate the show and love all that you're doing. Bye. Give it up for this call, an amazing call. Thank you so much for your call. Wow. Wow. Now, that whoever that show host is who presented these arguments or these facts about Obama, I want to applaud that, too. That's that's amazing. That's very supportive of of. Like just getting out there, what the truth is about this, um, and, and not you know having those long conversations about women. And I really, I guess, I'm really talking about those conservatives who are talking about women's bodies and 
It's just in what women should be able to do. It's just, just sounds sick, man. Frankly, somebody who has grown a grown daughter, a wife, a mother, sisters, just sounds crazy. Um, wow, what a phone call, Johnson. What a phone call. Intersectional approach on the for for the for the win, Johnson. For the win. Uh, skin of the game. The Georgia special election. Yeah, what what did what did we folks get a, get for that? What did they get for that? Some feel goods, right? Uh, uh, the opportunity not to be blamed for anything bad happening. Not that bad things didn't happen. It's just that when those bad things happen, they blame something else. I'm gonna go to my next call, Johnson. Next call. Six seven eight, you're live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hello, Tim. It's Bobby again. How you doing, brother? What's going on, Bobby? Man, let me tell you something. When I look at the situation with the Democrats and the Republicans, and I think you segued it perfectly, it's almost like watching a game. Have you ever watched a football game? You're rooting for a team that you know is talented, has all the potential to win. They should win. But they play a gentleman's game with a team that's scrappy and willing to take chances, so they lose. The Democrats always punt on fourth down. They never do onside kicks. They're real predictable. They play it safe. You know what I mean? They pass instead of run. The the the, the Republicans take chances. They they went it. They went for it on fourth down. It's not like they didn't give us their game plan. But they're willing to play dirty. They're willing to say elections are stolen when they're not. They're willing to keep putting propaganda out there and everybody just tries to play a gentleman's game and they don't realize, like, you're playing with somebody that's willing to play tough. Now, I will say out of chaos creates opportunities. I think this is an opportunity for African-Americans to signal boast our reparations claim because we see all of these violations, right? And they're going to try to spin it, the Democrats, you know, to try to scare us about, you know, civil rights laws and stuff being challenged, which it could happen. But I think being that half of the American populace is upset right now with the Republicans' uh, fascist move, right? I believe that if we have a grassroots candidate who runs on reparations but also promises, you know what I mean, to try to sway the Supreme Court back, you know what I mean? Like to give them an olive branch to get voters and to get money, that's the key word. I think right now, it's almost, I feel like almost one of them prosperity preachers. I feel like if the right dude went out there, these women would be willing to open up their purses and, you know, pour out a blessing from heaven, right? Grassroots. And we could possibly say, you know what, we'll help you. We'll help you get your uh, protections, but just help us get our reparations. We need an ally. And I would love to have a rich white woman that's pissed off spending her husband's money to help us get our reparations. And I'm going to land my plan there, brother. Peace. My brother, good enough for Bobby, y'all. Good enough for Bobby. What a strategy. My brother Bobby over here strategizing. Ways to have allies for some skin in the game, like my other caller talked about. Uh, Bobby, brother, I, I love you, man. Uh, brother, I, I got number love for you. I would, I would in, in, a, in, a, in solidarity, brother, in, out, of, out of nothing but love and respect, I would like you to consider that it is possible the Democratic Party just don't want to win that game, Johnson. Come on, Johnson. Can we have, can we leave room? Can we leave a little bit of room for some doubt 
that this team that keeps on playing the gentleman's game is being paid not to win? Can we leave a little bit of room to, to accept and acknowledge that a team that's got a bad coach give it, gets rid of that bad coach? The owner wants to win. The owner said, get rid of this bad coach. Can't get rid of him fast enough. Get out of here. Boom. Boot kicks him and gets in another coach. A team, even a team that's got a gentleman's type demeanor that doesn't want to get in the dirt, they get rid of that coach or that defensive line or that offensive coordinator or whatever, and they get in somebody who's trying to get after it. But if you continue to coach after coach after team, quarterback after quarterback, wide receiver after wide receiver, have the same culture. Well, you know what, Johnson? Somebody's in the bag. Somebody's on the tech, Johnson. Somebody ain't trying to go to the damn Super Bowl, Johnson. So what I'm telling you is that the Democratic Party, I don't think they're throwing, I don't think that they are can't get out their own way. They are in their way on purpose. That shit ain't no accident. This is what they're doing. And so when people say, Tim, why are you going out to Democrats? Because I believe they are selling Fugazi. They're selling, they're selling my people zirconias. But my people are in line. So I got to I gotta go after them about them zirconias that they're selling. But I don't, I'm not saying go to the Republicans and buy zirconias. But you buy zirconias from the Democrats. So that's, that's my point. And I, and I appreciate your phone call, Bobby. Please acknowledge that there's a possibility that the uphill battle that they're facing is a self-induced uphill battle. Last thing, when I remember when I was uh, I was in my teens, there would be guys who would get in fights who really didn't want to get in the fights. They would pretend that they were in a fight, and, and, and they, would, they would wait to start some mess when there were people around to break it up. They would never get into a fight when it was going to actually be a fight that no one would jump into. And they'd be very quick to have somebody hold them back so that they would not have to actually fight. Okay, that's strategic. That's not somebody looking to keep the, keep the peace. That's somebody looking not to get their teeth knocked out. That's somebody likes to talk, likes to look tough, likes to play the game. And I th that's what I think the Democratic Party is doing. So I'm going to go to the next call, Johnson. We got a... Uh... You know what I'm saying? Lord have mercy. 443, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? Four, four, three. Oh, hey, Tim. This is Dave from North Carolina. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, Dave. What's up, brother? Good, good. Well, I mean, it's a lot of frustrating things going on today, but I'll keep it focused on just sort of the Roe v. Wade. Um, even though I think this, what's happening today kind of represents the terrible direction this government has been going for a while now. And what, what really stood out to me was the previous two ladies who talked about how they felt about the Democratic Party. I agree with the same way. I think... Um, that really needs to be said these days. And but I want to kind of divert it a little bit because my frustration also extends to just some of the common people around all of us whenever something like this happens. I'm sure everybody here knows that person where multiple people online where something like this happens and they immediately jump onto Facebook and start running kind of like protection for Democrats. Right. Now, I'm not talking about the Democrats themselves. They would not have any power with people to. Uh, stay this long being ineffective if it don't warrant so many people who are still blind to the fact that they're doing this to everybody. Or maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know. But I can't imagine people seeing this happen year in, year out, and not being wise to what's going on. Uh, I'm sorry, being wise to what's going on. Um, I like to compare it to where recently the tragic thing that happened in Texas where, you know, the mass shooting happened, right? So rightfully, 
we all got on the police cases because they're the ones that are paid to protect and serve the community. But when a mass shooting happens, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, we're mad at the mass shooter for doing it to begin with, but we're equally mad when the authorities are not fulfilling their part. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about the Democrats right now. And people don't seem to be getting that. You know, they're, you know it, it would be as ridiculous as if after a mass shooting happens where 19 children are killed and the police did not even step in to help. And all you see online are your friends and family saying, hey, man, they just need more funding. They just need more training. Completely against the point. I mean, I don't know if I'm crazy on this one. What do you think, Sam? I hear you talking, brother. Good points, Dave. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, you know, again, not to uh, be, be too much of a broken record, but we really have to think hard about, you know, how are we going to even approach the electoral system moving forward? You know, we can't just go in, you know, give money and vote for people who are going to go there, eat lunches with the same ones who are going to be taking your rights away. I mean, everyone can see this. This is not like back in the day where these things are undocumented. Once we elect them into office, they disappear into D.C. behind closed doors. They can do whatever they want, and the public have no idea who's behind the things that are affecting their lives. Now it's not like that anymore. So I'm just really uncertain uh, how it's going to go moving forward. But what I do know is with things like this, I'm pretty sure this is the nail in the coffin of people's face in this government's ability to represent them. I'm just not sure where you go from there. Hopefully, it'll wake people up to do something good, I guess. Uh, that's all I have to say today. Thank you. All right, Dave. I appreciate you, man. Give it up for my man, Dave, man. I appreciate that. Great call. Um, it, it is uh, it's a lot of conversation we can have around this point. Dave, great analogy there about with the cops we had expectations of the cops of course the shooter you know no one supports the shooter everyone's mad the shooter everyone blames the shooter but we got to blame the cops who are paid to protect the children who were paid to protect the citizens but are they really paid to protect the citizens is that really what they do is that really what they do or do they protect property and when they serve who do they really serve same story with the Democratic Party. Are people going to wake up to it? Now with this great propaganda machine that's running 24-7, now with this great uh, munitions of uh, narratives that are flooded out at every opportune time to totally change the conversation to something else, as soon as they smell a rat, you want to see the next catastrophe? Like, this is what happens to us, right? So we get sucked into it. And then it's gone, and it's another thing. And then they tell us what to think. And if you don't think the right way, see ya. You are a Trumper. You are a Russian bot. You are some other insert name of horrible thing that you are. And if they have to, they'll dust off 2016 and throw that in your face. That in your face. You, you could run a candidate that has almost twice the amount of money as the challenger who's never even participated in politics. A bunch of novices in his team. And he wins. Instead of blaming the people who had all of the expertise, all of the money, they blame poor little voters who didn't come out enough. So that's where we are. But Dave, thank you, Johnson, for the phone call. I'm going to my next call, Johnson. I got a 412 number in the house. 412, you're live. What's your name? What's your comment? Hello? Yeah, you're live. Who's this? 
Me? Yes, you're live, 412. Who is this? Oh, oh, you go by area code. I could not figure out how, <laughs> which number. I was like, how do you know which number you are? <laughs> you don't know your Sorry phone number? That. You don't know your phone number? I do know my phone number, but I didn't know, you know, if somebody was going to say, okay, you're caller number 522, and when your number's called, you can talk. What's your so, name? What's but your, now I understand. What's your name, Paula? What's your name? My name is Laura. Okay, my Laura. Name is Laura. Laura, what state are you in? I'm uh, north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Perfect. What's on your mind, Laura, from north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Well, <clears throat> I love your show, first of all. Um, I think one of the things we have to really remember is that this is not isolated. This is part and parcel of a larger attack on all democratic rights. And it's heading towards uh, an unprecedented austerity program to, to confront this declining empire, this collapsing empire. Um, and it's interesting that, uh, I mean, the timing, of course, you know, before the midterms is, is not coincidental. Um, also in the same day, uh, the news was, came out that the Republican seats on the social security end of things, uh, Biden appointed a Republican who has had a record of private, wanting to privatize social security, um, for those who can afford it. Rich people, in, in his mind, should take care of their own Social Security. So, but poor people would still get Social Security, right? So not only does that change Social Security from a paid-for right benefit to a welfare program, which will be gutted as well, um, you know, it's, you know it's, it's another... Uh, put money into the market to give subsidies and 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 uh, and and prop up corporations. Uh, it's another it's another market tactic. But the other thing is, when you think about it, what has what have corporations been claiming about the so called labor shortage? One of the things I hear them talking about is a smaller population. Now I may be reaching on this, but. If you have a lot of babies being born, and it is going to be predominantly unwanted babies being born, predominantly poor women are going to be affected by this, okay, as always. Okay, so you're going to end up with a bigger poor population who is willing to work for less money. It's going to drive wages down. I mean, this is long-term. And in terms of cutting Social Security and Medicare, you're going to have an elderly population who is going to be willing to work short hours for low wages so they don't lose the little benefits that they are given um, if this happens. So, I mean, this is, my point is, is this is, a, this is bigger than, than just abortion rights. You know, it's, it's, it's huge. It is it is. And, and we need to really stop assuming that all of the rights that we do have were somehow given to us by somebody, a Democrat or a Republican. 
everything we have, abortion rights, civil rights, were fought for in the streets with blood. We won those. Social Security, we won that. That wasn't, that wasn't given to us out of some, some kindness um, of some politician. So I think it's important to remember that. And I think we have to quit looking to the twin parties who have the same agenda and the same goal, which is to somehow save this decaying capitalist empire. Um, their, their methods and the way they, they come at it may be slightly different, but they're on the same page, you know. Um, and I liked what the callers were saying. It's true. The Democrats had 50 years to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law, and they didn't do it. Um, so I think we, we really have to continue to look at the broad picture in terms of every single one of these attacks, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Give it up for my caller. I appreciate you, Laura. Thank you for calling in. It really helps to the conversation. Another informed call, an important call, says we have to look deeper. And look, the reproductive rights is huge. And Laura said it's bigger than that. This is bigger than reproductive rights, which to me is, I think it's important for us to consider that. What is this? I, I strongly believe, Lord, this is just me, man, you know. Anything that happens in America that's big enough for you to pay attention to, it had help. We're a superpower, okay? For some reason, we got people that believe things just happen in America. I don't think things just happen in America. I think things are scripted to happen in America because there's too much money. You don't leave things to chance with this type of money floating around, with this type of uh, um, everything on the line. You don't do it. So the the it, it's this is not a happenstance, okay? That's what I believe. So I'm going to go to my next call. I appreciate y'all. Keep it coming. Oh, can everyone give me a like? Can we get a like for uh, the great callers that have been calling in so far? Because we've been doing it tonight. Get some likes here. Get some shares. Get some likes. I think we I think we get some more likes and shares up on the board. Let the algorithm know that we got a great show going on. We got great participation. Uh, great callers. Great people in the chat. My people in the chat holding it down. I appreciate you. Thank you, Context. JR2NO1. Shogun in the house. Julie Pulley's in the house. Christina Strada, welcome back. Bose Einstein, I said you came back through. What's up, my brother? And Robert Pookie Ray. Robert Pookie Ray in the house. I appreciate you. So get some likes on the board. I appreciate it, guys. And I'm going to go back to another call. We got another call in queue. We got 571. You're live. What's your name? What's your comment? 571. Hi, this is Belkis from Virginia. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you just fine. Uh, what's your comment, my, my friend? Um, <clears throat> uh, we are uh, actually legally in the fascist stage. We are in the fascist uh, legal 
legal stage of fascism. That's the proper way of saying it, I think. Um, they're going to go after uh, the school board uh, education education bill because, you know, they've been against uh, uh, public education for a long, long time. I mean, even... <clears throat> Even um, uh, Bill Gates did a lot of work uh, in uh, in uh, uh, Washington State uh, to to kill public schools, and he was successful. Instead of all that pushback, he was successful. Democrats uh, want our votes. But they want the dark money. That's why they won't do anything. They want to have the seats, and they want to keep the money coming. That's all. They're just they're just uh, playing the game. That's all they want to do. Um, the all the all the rights are in 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 line to be lost one by one so uh and they keep saying vote is that a joke because uh first of all who's gonna count the votes they're not gonna be counted uh, all the state legislators and all the state houses in the in the uh toss-up states uh, they are uh controlled by republicans uh, and and it's like uh, you you let the fox watch the chickens. That's what it's like. Republicans uh, in charge of uh, elections, they're not going to count those votes. And if there's any, and some states are so heavily gerrymandered, like Florida, like Texas, Democrats will get nothing from them, anyways. You know, whenever I hear that's call, what I whenever, wanted. To yeah, I hear you call. Bring up. Whenever I hear this call, I always think I understand what you're saying. What do you think we should do about that? Because what you're saying is, forget elections. Elections don't matter. So what else? What do you say we do then? Well, we don't have to. We can keep voting, but we don't have to just vote. Okay. Um, let's let's talk about. I that mean, thing. I tell my family. Uh-huh. I tell my family some things. Uh, my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been advocating uh, uh, nonviolent resistance for a long time, and my friends and my family look at me like I'm the asshole because I just make them uncomfortable. They want to hear. Like everything's gonna be okay. It's just gonna somehow work out in at the end. But I tell them you're the asshole because you're waiting for the next person to start something. You start. I'm. I wasn't born here, but I uh, do a lot of research on nonviolent resistance. Um, in Nashville, Tennessee, during the complete segregation uh this um 
<clears throat> while um, they were doing lunch students, um, uh, the uh, uh, one pastor from Ohio came. I'm sorry, the name is escaping me right now. Um, uh, he was uh, ed educated himself in India for about three years trying uh, Mahatma Gandhi techniques. And so he gave workshop to college kids and uh, he said, uh, okay, we're going to desert downtown. We're not going to go to downtown. And um, all the white businesses were very badly impacted with that. They were telling the college students that, hey, uh, you just uh, keep saying your boycott is not over yet, but just keep coming here. Um, fast forward 20 years, in 1985, um, in Cape Town, uh, uh, South Africa, um, blacks kept working at white businesses but they stopped shopping there. A lot of businesses went down because of that. And the white establishment started asking the government, hey, do something. Help us. Fix this situation. So Reagan did not save South Africans. Pepsi-Cola did not save South Africans. Their own consumer boycott saved. So I've been telling my friends and family stop clicking on Facebook. Go to Facebook for your own circles like for with people like-minded like you. But don't click on. Don't click on Amazon. You can't stop going to the mall. Mm. Hurt them where it hurts. Make the pain go to the bone and don't wait for the next person to start you start mm. and then tell everybody just in other countries do mind violent uh, resistance while we're like not watching anything that goes around in the world they are doing nonviolent resistance in sudan they stayed at home. This was not too long ago. Mm -hmm. People stayed at home. They didn't go to work. Children didn't go to school. They didn't go shopping. And the South Sudan. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I'm saying, okay, don't take it so, so far. Strikes are difficult. You need a leader that brings another dynamic. It's difficult. It can fall apart. Um, also, like mass uh, meetings, like protests, you you get tased, beaten, police this and that, and then riots, and uh, they you you can get provokers in there, and then the movement gets ugly, and you lose the the public support. Right. You need the support of the masses. Nonviolent resistance tells you, okay, if you cannot fight, 
the politicians here, you're not listening to you. They're not doing what you say. You change your purpose. You change your weapon. Push that way. Thank you for listening. I didn't mean to take so much of your time. I'm sorry, but as always, thank you (laughs) for listening. Have a good evening. You have a good evening as well. Good enough for my caller. What a phenomenal call. I appreciate you. Very interesting, very different point of view. My caller says, folks, we're gonna have to, it's going to take more than elections. And as we started to peel back the onion and get to layer after layer after layer, it got good. It got better than good. Because we, you know, we hear that talk about the elections and the possibility of elections not being effective. We hear that all the time. And how gerrymandering, redistricting, all these things, ballots, stuffing, whatever, whatever. Different things we hear people talk about. But when you start talking about direct actions, you start talking about boycotting. Then you start listening to examples of how that pressure has brought change to occur. Not through, they, they want to take credit. They want to say Ronald Reagan helped and this person helped. But in reality, it was the people boycotting, putting the squeeze on the corporations that helped get things done. So I'm going to give it up for that caller, for that because that caller is on the money. I like what she's talking about. And see, when people call up and they start talking like that, that is actually something constructive. If we could band together and say, we're going to boycott X, Y, Z, you see some changes. You see some changes. I remember when the NBA was going to boycott. So we want some, we want the George Floyd uh, Justice and Policing Act. We wanted an equivalent to that because that, at that time, I think George Floyd, uh, I don't know if he was, I don't know if that had happened yet. But all these major basketball stars are going to boycott the NBA. We're talking millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more at stake. And it took Obama influencing the most popular, most popular at the time. I think LeBron is, may have been overtaken by Steph Curry. But the most popular player who was, by all appearances, the leader of the league, it took Obama contacting LeBron himself to back LeBron off of boycotting having players sit it out. Sit it out. So that's what we can't have, have happen. We cannot let the elites, the powerful, we can't let these people get in and influence us, right, not to do the thing, not to use our power. And that's what happened. That was a missed opportunity. There's no reason why we can't get that opportunity back. Which goes back to what my friend uh, Bobby said, that uh, what, one of the opportunities that we have is to build coalitions so, ladies, ladies, you want to get something done? Guess what? So do we. <laughs> white ladies, meet the blacks. The blacks, meet white ladies. Um, can we work together? You want these reproductive rights? Okay. We want reparations. Can we work together, Johnson? We're going to team, team up. Let's team up. Let's just work together on this. 419. 419, you are live. And then I got 757. 419, you're first. Hey, Tim. This is uh, Susan. It's been a while. Hey, Susan. How you doing, sister? Good to have you. No, it's Sealy Boo. Susan. I couldn't hear you too well. What did you say, Susan? Okay. Sealy Boo. Oh, Sealy Boo. What's up, sister? 
Man, go ahead, man. Hey. Hey. I, I, I apologize. I was sitting under the hair dryer, <laughs> and I thought you had trouble hearing me. Yeah, I was doing that earlier, too. I, I, know, but, how it is. Uh, I know how it is, sister. Well, it's, it's, good to hear, <laughs> it's good to hear from you. What's on your mind, silly boo? So I have a few things, and I I made a list. I don't know if you knew this, but I am actually an OBGYN. And today's ruling um, has a huge impact on me. Um, I'm sorry, you said you are. I'm sorry, silly boo. For you said, silly boo, you said you are what? I could not hear you. I'm an obstetrician gynecologist. No, I didn't know that. I, did, I had no idea I had such... Learned people in my audience, man. I didn't know that silly boo. Okay. Yeah. So this uh, this ruling has a huge impact because I'm not sure. And please forgive me if I rehash on any um, topics that people already covered because I joined the show late. Um, but this has huge implications. Uh, one of the things that Tom, uh, Clarence Thomas mentioned in his ruling is that. You know, he wants to go after Griswold versus Connecticut, uh, which is the law that gave uh, married couples the right to privacy and be able to get contraception. And we already knew that contraception was something that uh, conservatives, many conservatives wanted to go after. Uh, the Right to Life Coalition, do not they do not believe in contraception. Um, there have been uh, politicians in couple different states like Mississippi and Ohio that have actually made multiple attempts to pass, to uh, introduce bills to ban contraception. Um, and they went, the bills didn't go anywhere. I don't even know if they were heard, but they've been making these attempts. So uh, we, you know, we do have fear that that'll probably be the first one of the things that they go after first. Uh, many people believe that IUDs, intrauterine devices, which is a popular form of contraception, cause abortion. So that's something that we are concerned about. So we anticipate we'll probably get a huge surge of patients coming in requesting IUDs. Um, also, Plan B. If someone has unprotected sex and, um, you know, Plan B is effective for up to five days, uh, and it, and it, and avoids, it's, Plan B avoids ovulation, but they think that it causes abortion. So that's something else that they might try to do try to go after. Um, so these are things, uh, sterilization procedures. So these are all things that we are, we have legitimate concerns about. Um, on a personal level, I have always seen the pro-life movement as another arm of white supremacy. And it's simply because growing up, I'm a black female, growing up, I never was taught that abortion was, I didn't even know what it was. I knew of it just simply because in church, it just wasn't something that was talked about in the black community. You knew somebody's daughter had one, but it was just never really something that on a moral level was like, oh, this is terrible. It wasn't until I got to high school with some of my white classmates who were all very, I grew up in Louisiana, who were all very evangelical that I started learning about, oh, pro-life and all that type of thing. And I think one of the main reasons is in the black community, when you are enslaved, you don't have ownership over your body or your, your right to have a family, your right to choose when you want to have children or keep your children. And so unfortunately, it's always been a very 
tragic part of our um, community. We had a lot of our um, enslaved ancestors who were forced because of their enslavement to choose infant side or self-abortion. And I think this is just one more attempt to, again, have that control over what, pe- what black women and other people of color can do. Um, and I, I don't know other people that support that um, point. The other, another uh, thing I want to mention is the Democrats, and I agree with many other callers have said this, they have 100% uh, responsibility for this. They've had more than 50 years to do something. And I really place a lot of blame on Obama, Biden, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Obama rolled over and died when Mitch McConnell made up the rules and said, hey, you cannot give Mayor Garland, Garland, I'm not going to give him a hearing. And so Obama was like, okay, anyways, next thing. He didn't put up a fight. He didn't really do anything. And um, one of my favorite presidents, and he was not perfect by any means, was Lyndon Johnson. And Lyndon Johnson was a beast because he was going to go in, he was going to get things done, and he was going to make his party do what he, he wanted done. And I wish Obama would have had some of the gall that Lyndon Johnson had <laughs> because that wouldn't have happened under Lyndon Johnson. Um, same with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. When she was having her medical issues, Obama should have forced her to retire back in 2009 or 2010. He should have forced her to retire and said, hey, look, we need to go ahead and replace you. You're sick. Thank you for your service. But by her selfishness and staying in, unfortunately, and I don't want to speak ill of this, but she passed away, which gave Trump another pick. So had Merrick Garland and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if we had Democrats replaced, you know, into those two seats, it would have been a five to four decision. We'd be in a very different position today. Um, and then Biden, I mean, he is, Weak as weak as weak. I mean, dude has no ball whatsoever. He is the biggest keyword that um, I've seen. He has not used his influence to talk to the Supreme Court justices because there was another thing that the current justices could have done, and they actually could have recused themselves from the case so the case wouldn't even have been hurt. Um, but he didn't use his influence to do that. Um, now, that would have only been like a temporary delay for like another year or two, but at least that would have given us more time to come up with another plan. And then finally, packing the court. Um, and now I keep getting, if I get one more Democrat, text me or email me today talking about vote in November. I've been voting for you. What have you done? So what is there left for me to vote for? Um, and so, uh, it's just that part is very frustrating. Um, and this is one more thing to go on to George W. Bush and his daddy's legacy because uh, George H. W. Bush put in Clarence Thomas and George W. Bush put in Samuel Alito. So that's just one more thing to hate the Bushes for. <laughs> um, and and, uh, and then finally, uh, there are a couple, and you might have already covered this. And again, I started late in the call, 
But there are a couple of other important rulings that the Supreme Court came out. And again, like many other people said, this is just the beginning of their agenda. Um, so I'm not sure if we talked about the Miranda rights, but effectively, the Supreme Court said Miranda rights no longer really apply. And that just gives police even more power because it's like they already have qualified immunity. And then on top of that, they don't have to review their Miranda rights. So that's super concerning. And guess who's going to affect the most? Black people and brown people. Um, and uh, gosh, I can't even remember the other ruling. Oh, the gun rights bill. I mean, that's the gun rights bill. The, uh, the New York, uh, overturning New York's ability to, uh, and other states' ability to limit gun rights. Um, and then yet other people, and people are celebrating this weak gun rights legislation that was passed. So, um, effectively that ruling is probably going to really make that the little bit that that bill did, does, is probably going to make it negligent. So, uh, so many things to be frustrated, but I'm so glad I had a chance to offer the show, uh, join the show. And I'm so sorry that I was so long-winded and, um, I hope you have a great night and it was great to hear you. It's great to hear you as well. Silly boo. Good enough for my caller, y'all. I appreciate that. I'm glad you called in silly boo because one, I haven't heard from you in a while. Two, um, it's great. And, and I appreciate all the ladies that have called up tonight. Because I think it's very important that women are represented on this, um, and, and that we want to be that type of show. You know what I'm saying? Is that we we are more we are, you know, we we got a wide range of people to call in. We talk about everything, and it's great to have those people represented. And I think all channels should have that type of representation for all issues when they have these have these conversations. Um, I know nothing pisses me off like having a bunch of white guys sit around talking about what black people need to do. Way too much in the progressive, so-called progressive media space. Um, so I appreciate folks who hit me up, like um, uh, people that hit me up and say, "Hey Tim, you know, like Jordan." It wasn't for like Jordan Sheridan and uh, the Hill. Like nobody, like you know, these people. At least they reach out and say, "Tim, I want to talk about this because you come through." You know. So anyway, back to back to the thing. Um, I had no idea, silly boy, I had no idea what you said about contraception. So this is something that needs to be talked about more as we have these conversations because I'm not hearing people bring up the, one of the goals is to limit contraception. That sort of changes like what the trajectory is, what the, what the actual end game is for these conservatives, what their, their true strategy is. Right, because people start wrapping their heads around and spend a whole lot of time talking about people's, you know, when's, when's life beginning and all this stuff. We're talking about contraception. That's point of entry. Okay, so also, um, IEDs, Plan Bs, avoiding ovulation. Once again, once we start having these types of conversations and, and people had that focus be from the more controversial later in the pregnancies, people talking about the, uh, the rapist. And I'm not saying that's not something we shouldn't talk about. What I'm saying is let's not put the goalposts on there, the, the rapist, that what if you've been raped and then you got to take the baby for a term. Now let's go all the way back to contraception. Let's start with the ball on, on their 
twenty yard line. You know what I'm saying? Let's start, you know let's let's have that conversation earlier. Okay, let's let's talk about contraception. Okay, because when we start talking about people start talking about what about someone who gets attacked and they become you know who's been violated, it sounds a little bit like we're talking about somebody needs a gun. Okay, reason why people should have a gun because they hunt. Okay, it's a little bit sound a little weak sauce. Let's 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 go at them aggressively and, and talk about how dare you try to control what I do in my bedroom with my wife. Okay, this is the party of of what. Another thing, we talk about conservative, conservatives. What are they conserving? A way of life for whom? And whose way of life? Who, what people? Well, who are the people who would benefit from things staying the same? Who are the group of people that benefit from that whole ideology of things staying the same? So when we start listening to one of my brother's context, matters like Tim, we got to focus on the language that people use and people start getting the real understanding of what they're saying. We start talking about conservatism and progressivism. What it should mean is we're looking to move forward, but with conservatives about maintaining status quo, keeping things as they are. Who benefits from the way things were? And now we're rolling back. So... I just think these are good points for us to bring up. Thank you, Silly Boo, once again. Give it up one more time for that caller. Good stuff, Johnson. Good stuff. I got another call. 757 in the house. 757, you're live. Mr. Black, on my desk. What up? Can you hear me? Yes. Should I take it off speakerphone? Please. Let me take it off speakerphone. Hold on one second. I apologize, man. No problem. No problem. Uh, all right, can you hear me better now? Sounds good, my brother. Who's this? Hello. I got you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Hey, my man, that's super damn, man. How, um, let's start off with you, man. I don't know you don't like to talk about yourself, but blessings to you, man. I just tuned in actually during half of the first, the, the, the whole last caller, and uh, I'm actually pretty honored to go behind a OBGYN. I'm assuming a doctor at that point, even if she's not, she's a heck of a professional, and, uh, as a personal request, as one of many members of your Wolfpack, I would love for you to have a maybe a moment of time with her and people like her as a as a panel. And y'all get you've got a good megaphone. God bless you, man. I, I hope you and your family have completely recovered from the COVID and doing well. Uh, I wanted to pig, piggyback on the uh, previous two ladies, and and I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Uh, to the to the first young lady when you were talking about what can we do. Um, and she was talking about hit them in their pockets and all that. I definitely want to advocate to your listeners and, and to all of us, every dollar we have counts, especially right now. And, and some of us doing a little bit better than others. And some of us doing a whole lot better than others. And some of us are doing real bad where the basic necessities are not even there. And um, that sucks. And it sucks for all of us to watch family, friends and all that. The best way you can hit all of them in the pocket is go to your mom and pop corner stores, grocery stores, or, you know, local owned stuff. I don't care if it's a fruit, whatever on the corner, as long as obviously it's sanitary, healthy and all that, but keep your money in your community. It's the best way to build your community. I learned in economics, it's called the multiplicity effect. I think it's like every dollar you spend on your community helps out six times or seven times and turns in six, $7. Anyways, the math behind it, whatever. Um, that's a way to piggyback on your two previous callers ago to help locally you know, um, to your previous caller, I wish, I really wish I kind of went before her because, um, did it hang up? Are you still there? 
We hear you, brother. Go right ahead. I hear you. Yes. Okay. Um. She, um, the guy, the OBGYN lady. Um. I wish I would have went before her. I've known people stories out there. According to what, and I haven't even looked at exactly what their ruling is. We've seen it coming for the last couple months, what the Supreme Court did, which, by the way, we can talk about the Constitution and I want to. I want to really hit on, on Nina. If you can remind me if I get lost a little bit in my thoughts and, and a little bit about Bernie and, and finish with the future, um, to what the, the doctor before me was talking about. man, If a woman, from what I've read and studied, if she ends up getting pregnant and the egg is not fully into her where it's supposed to be. Um, I don't really want to get too graphic on your show and all that, but if, if it were a pregnancy inside the fallopian tubes, which is possible, um, it could kill the, it absolutely will kill the baby, but it could possibly kill the mother. And to be forced into a situation like that, not to mention just health reasons, a woman's choice, it's her. How are you going to force a woman to have to have a baby? Maybe they never wanted a baby and they think they would be a horrible mother or rape or incest or anything. She just met him one night and she's tied to this guy and got to look at that baby grow up and the guy gets to go scot-free and, and go on with his life or whatever. It, it's not fair to women. I can tell you that it's, I would never want somebody to have an abortion or to, to prevent a birth and, and, and all these things prevent a birth is different. Uh, and that's bullshit. What, what they're trying to do with that one. That's untouchable. That's your bedroom. Like you just said, um, it's a woman's choice. If I want to have a nose job, that's my choice. How are you going to make a law that tells me I can't get a nose job? Guys all the time take, uh, what's that, stupid erection drug. That ain't a problem for these guys. But to tell a woman, what it shouldn't even be a question. To combat that, you were talking about earlier to the two ladies before me, how can we attack it? This is my thought, and I'm not in the conspiracy thing, but I think this is supported by the Constitution. I like to go by that a lot because I think the frameworkers really knew what they were doing a little bit. Um, they took an oath and they've always said, sorry to say this and all this, and I don't know the legalese behind it, but they said that they would not attack it or it was set in stone or it's been ruled on and that's it. And then they went back on the word as far as I'm concerned and swore it before Congress, mind you, um, and, and said it here and said all that good stuff. That's perjury in any position in the government. Perjury is at least punishable by possibly go to jail, um, and and and, and um, what is it that they're in the process of doing with the January six trials, which we could talk all day about that. There's so much enlightening stuff going on there, but these people swore an oath and they took the stand and they said they would tell the truth and they wouldn't lie and they went back on their word and they knew what they were doing. That should be punishable. They talk about stacking the courts. I don't disagree with it. Nowhere in the Constitution, as far as I've studied the Constitution, Article 1, Article 2, Article 3, I'm not familiar. There is a judicial branch, but there's not a Supreme Court in there. You can have, if they wanted to have 435 like the daggone Congress and rotate them in and out on a daily basis, weekly, monthly, yearly, who cares? You can make whatever happen. But those, I think it was Thurman Thomas, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, call, uh, I can't remember the last two. There have been so many recently. They all promised they wouldn't touch it and swore under oath. I think if you ask me, that's impeachable is the word I was looking for earlier. And I think that's a method of attack. I'd like to see if that's a possibility among legal minds. That's a way to go after it. Not only that, 
between the women, women alone, about 51% of our country, um, two thirds to 70%, um, believe that Roe versus Wade was decided. And the, and the Supreme court justices said it was decided in law. It is what it is. You can't make up your mind and change your mind. If that's the case, we can go after the second amendment and say, Hey, they never said anything other than muskets. Cause that's what they had at the time. You know, you can't go into a crowded, uh, theater and yell out fire. Cause simply you have the freedom of speech. Your freedom stop where they infringe on somebody else's life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I think that was Franklin to go to the framers. I think they would knew what they were doing. Madison's one of my favorites who my daughter's named after, but Madison, Washington, uh, Franklin, and there was another, I can't think of all of them agreed that we should not have a party system and go by the individual and what the people want. The, the, the way to attack all of that, Fifth, Fourth Amendment, Tenth, and Fourteenth, I believe. Tenth and Fourteenth mostly represent church, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, state versus fed. Um, with two-thirds, 34 states, say that something is or is not something, it doesn't matter what the president says. They must do it. That is their job. That's the definition of 10th and 14th Amendment used in that way. Um, you cannot overturn the will of the people. Otherwise, we are in a borderline monarchy, which we got away from, or aristocracy or, or kleptocracy or all these things we're living in. I think all those are fully supportable, and it would just take an uprising of the people, whether we've got to do a, a worker strike. My, I'm in the trucking business right now. I'm going to tell you what they want me to run. I got so many offers today to go from Virginia down to Miami for two grand, which everybody thinks that's a good price. But once I go down, I can't get a load back up. You know, my break even at that point is more than two grand. Once I pay taxes, insurance, God forbid I get a meal or my daughter gets a meal. I mean, I'm losing money and, and our whole industry all of a sudden came crashing to a halt. And it is what it is. Fuel prices, not fun. They're sitting there and, okay. and making money hand over fist. I can't That's wait. Till this comes this I'm this sorry. for too long. I know you got plenty of people, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Oh, I was talking about um, Nina coming up on 2024. I know it's a little ways off and all that. I strongly believe if if they ran, I don't know why, and Nina said she would not run on a uh, Democratic ticket again. I think if her and Bernie got in the ticket together, even if he's just her cheerleader or whatever you want to call it, help and support, we need to start this now. And look into the future. Our, 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 you were saying, you know, our blacks and our women together. All of us need to get together, the people of good-minded people for the future, and get away from this the duopoly that we're living. Hey, you can either eat shit or a bowl full of shit or a plate full of shit, but you're going to get the shit whether you like it or not. They just raised the price for the for the military to $1 trillion. We can't give our kids $11 billion a year, $11 billion for our impoverished kids. This is this country. I appreciate you for the phone call. Good up for my caller. Super, 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 super. Super, goodness gracious. Tour de force. Tour de force. My friend, tour de force. Um, so much there. So much there. Uh, let me get these calls in before this phone line goes away. We don't got much time on the stream. Let's go to 206. 206, you are live. What's your name? What's your comment? 
Hey, Thomas 42 Strives, this will probably be quick. I just <clears throat> want to let it be known why I'm pretty apathetic to this. And it's it really comes down to how do you want your human rights-induced racial caste system served? Do you want it with abortions or without? And to me, it's been... I don't know, like since the 60s, we've been the most progressive voters. As black men, we're the most progressive voters overwhelmingly. Nobody comes closer to us. But I see a lot of people that are extremely comfortable living in a human rights-induced racial caste system. And that's just been the thing. And to me, like when I say this, I'm just going to leave a couple examples is, I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas Kramer. I think I've heard you talk about him. A German economist who, like, you could you could cut the human rights violations after slavery, and you're still talking about a quadrillion dollars with 1% interest. If you just cut it before or after. If you just deal with, with neo-slavery, if you just deal with... Um, economic apartheid, I don't know if just the, the KKK terrorism, but I mean, the second thing I, I want to get at is, as an example, is it's easier to find cities that have been destroyed, and I'm talking like beyond Devil's Punch Bowl, I mean, stuff that I haven't even heard of yet. You can find those 10, 20 more than you can currently find middle-class, predominantly black neighborhoods in this country right now. And that, to me, is like why, the main reason why I'm apathetic. Because those same neighborhoods, they're going to have their share of, um, uh, of uh, abortion clinics probably for a while. Because these are neighborhoods, these are locations that are typically pretty liberal. Typically, there's a lot of exceptions once you get to the South. But it, then it comes back to you're still in that same caste system. And I think until people really look at what it would have been if it didn't exist and compare that, compare that to the alternative and start looking and, and seeing that you can damn near count on one hand the seconds neighborhoods there are. Then, then take a look at it, and it's like you're asking the chicken in the pot to care about what else is going on in the, in the, in the kitchen. And after we've done it for 60 years and haven't gotten down near anything. So that's why I'm apathetic. It's not that I, I, I agree with this decision. I'm kind of, if you have, I'm kind of in a, a, a mind, mindset where if you deal with certain other things, you're going to reduce if you if you didn't have a huge wealth gap and then compounded with that, you have racial wealth gap. And these are things that have grown and taken shape while we've voted overwhelmingly as progressives. And I'm, and then it leads me to wonder, how do you even deal with something like global warming when you're comfortable in a racial caste system? And that's it. Cause to me, and, and I've had other people say this and I'm like, okay, I kind of see where you're going. And I guess it's easier for me, because I'm kind of a workaholic. You can't lazy shame me over rape reparations because 
I'll be on my way to work while you're lazy shaming me. It's just not going to work. But the reality is, until there is a a change in the in the structure, Ten my seconds. work ethic empowers the wealthy. And I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Tim. Give it up for my caller. Thank you. Thank you very much for lending your voice to this. I appreciate it. Two hundred six. Ah. Ah, racial caste system. Very comfortable. Very comfortable in this in a racial caste system. That was a very strong call. Very strong call. Three two three. Goodness gracious, you guys. Three two three, you're alive. What's your name? What is your comment? Three two three. Hello? 323, you're live. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you're live. Who's this? 323. I'm sorry? You are live. 323. What's your name? What's your comment? Okay, yeah. So, um, I, I, I believe that is murder. What's your name? What's your comment? Who's First of all, who's calling? All right, who's this? Can you hear me? We hear you. What is your name? Hello? Okay. My name is Isaiah. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Okay, Isaiah. What's up, brother? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, murder is murder regardless. You know, if um, uh, they say it's... Uh, well, there's a, uh, uh, a lot of people in prison right now for causing a one-week-old mother to miscarry her child one week. um and one week that's that true. yes that's inaccurate no one's yes, in jail one week old. for somebody being yes, one week yes, old yes. one week old baby born not one week old yes. pregnant. Uh, uh, one week that, old pregnant how can you know if you one week old pregnant how could you know listen listen isaiah she, isaiah she isaiah isaiah, just, isaiah. Well, well, she just found out she only known a week She's only known a week that she was pregnant, brother. Come on, now. Come on, now. Who has instantaneous... Exactly. Well, there are people There are people in prison right now oh, God. Look that call... You know, I wanna, you know what, you know what? I'm going to do something that I wouldn't usually do? I'm going to let Isaiah talk because it's not something I would normally do. But Isaiah, man, makes some sense, brother. What's... Part of this also is rolling by contraception. Is it okay for black for, for men to wear rubbers? Is that murder? Is it okay to wear condoms? Is well, it okay to wear well, condoms? If you wear like a condom or something like yeah, that. Yeah, is that okay? If you wear a condom, then yeah, I mean. That's okay. You know, they uh, want to stop that too. Listen, listen. Isaiah, stop talking. You're protecting yourself Isaiah. against all right. kinds of. But if you want to protect yourself from having a. Listen, Isaiah. If you want to protect yourself from having a child you're incapable of taking care of, or you're just not ready for, is it okay to use contraception? Is that murder? Like a Plan B pill you're talking about. Any type, this, plan B, there's, B. A, there's a hundred different ways to use contraception. Is contraception murder? Well, when the seed 
It's conscious. See, we can't, see, we can't have a conversation. We can't talk. See, you've been watching too much Jerry Falwell or whatever. I ask you a very basic question, brother. Is contraception murder? It's very basic, bro. Look, if we either going to have a conversation or we not, I'm happy with us not having one. I'm trying to allow you, but you're not going to sit up and tell me this the same thing is a shooter going into damn... Uh, top supermarket and gunning down 10 people. You're not going to tell me a 17-year-old girl who decides she ain't ready to have a baby that she didn't plan for is the same as somebody walking into a fucking supermarket with an AK-47 or an AR-15 or a shotgun or a sword, my brother. So come on, man. You are you sound like a smart young man. Let's not, do, let's not start with the BS. Let's not do that. Okay, and, I, and folks, I want to be—I want to be open to having these conversations. I don't want to dominate the show like that. But when people call up and they won't—they won't have a good faith. You're not going to just use my platform and say the old shit. That's all I'm saying, Joe. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, brother. And he was the last call. He was the last call. Phone line is over. The—the the, the streaming is gone. Um, but yeah, that was the last call. Lord have mercy. So, <laughs> I know, Tim Black, what is going on with you, Tim Black? I can't do it, Justin. I can't give it up for all my callers that made sense. Why is it that the show always must end with a guy like this? Like Isaiah. Great call after great call. Well thought out, reasonable, rational. You know, conversation fully, fully, fully thrown out and assembled comments made by people that are intellectually honest, uh, that are that are of good faith. And then we get somebody that calls up and says, um, first of all, it calls it murder. Second of all, he won't tell me what he thinks about contraception which is an important point. And then it's like, bruh, just listen to... Look, man, I would tell anybody, if you're going to listen to Fox News, if you're going to watch Newsmax, if you're going to watch The Blaze, dog, take an antidepressant, and then you got to watch something else. You can't just plug into conservative media, man, and just let that shit go on, on autopilot. I say the same thing to liberals. Don't plug in the MSNBC and let them cook your brain. Don't do it. You make no sense. Now, it's fine to call up and say, I don't support this. That's fine. That's your right. I don't know. Look, that's not what this is about. You don't have to support something. Isaiah doesn't have babies. He said, I don't think they've developed the ability just yet. So Isaiah, you ain't got to worry about it. But what I'm saying is, come on, guys, we got to be honest. But it was a great, I want to give it up to everybody called out. Even Isaiah, because we got to make an example of someone, I guess. We have to sacrifice someone on the altar. 
Um, all right. And then a good Christian fundamentalist would be able to have that conversation with me. It's like sort of like the gun guys would call up. It's all right to have a gun. Okay, so so explain to me why they team you on is an AR-15. Well, well, first of all, see, see, well, well AR-15. Why does a 18-year-old need an AR-15? Why? Well, see, now, the trajectory of a... No, fucking just answer. See, same thing. Whenever someone can't answer a question, the most basic of basic questions, they start throwing words salad at your ass. And, dog, I'm, I like salad. But I like the kind I can put dressing on. Maybe some blue cheese crumbles. Maybe some feta. You know, nice wedge salad. You know, I'm into that. But not the kind over the phone line where you just throw stuff at me. Come on, Johnson. All right, that's it. Uh, great, great calls tonight. Great people. I can't believe I only have one super chat. His name is Anthony Malecki. Everyone doesn't pay taxes. I don't even know what that is. Anthony, it is late. I know that thou... I appreciate you supporting the show. I ain't going to say anything. Um, I'm thinking maybe I got some things wrong. Maybe something happened to something. Things go wrong, Johnson. That can't be the only thing that's on here is Anthony. Um, I guess it could, Tim. It's, you know, that's why we got to, you know, I mean, anything's possible. So on Real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter, we had a great call, great show tonight. We had some great people call in. So that's what matters. And uh, no, it is. That is what happened. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Well, anyway, <laughs> I thought we had a good show tonight. And that's what matters. And I think I, vis I, I called and so we had a good show tonight. And I think that's going to go down in history as a good show on a tough topic, on a controversial topic, but a necessary conversation that needs to be had. I'm Real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Tim Black at night on Instagram. I'm Tim Black Show on TikTok. That's right. Your brother's on TikTok. Same content. Ain't nobody dancing, okay? Ain't dancing and doing the, the moonwalk, okay? All right. Hit me up. Go to watchtimblack.com. Become a member to, to watch the shows. Go to join Tim Black to become a member of the show. Starting only five bucks a month. Oh, my God, a lot of money, I know. How will we make it? For one gallon of gas a month, you get this beautiful show. That's it. I love you. Got nothing but love for you. Silly Booth, thank <laughs> Silly Booth came through and just shut it down. Silly Booth, you... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end the show. I'm just gonna shut up and go 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 kiss Mrs. Black, tell her that we we're gonna be alright. Sidibu, thank you for supporting the show as always, sister. Um Damn. This shit. My work is done. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>